start the video with you climbing. We're <laughs> <laughs> just getting comfortable. <laughs> Is that right. what comfort looks like? <laughs> Am I doing it wrong? I didn't know you could do comfort incorrectly, but... Active rest? Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what that means. Okay, so... It's okay, she doesn't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I was looking at this app where um, it's like you log if you worked out that day or not. And one of the options was like, oh, weightlifting or active rest. And I'm like... Which also, how do those go together? I don't know. I'm like, active rest, literally the two words are exact opposites of one another, so I don't understand, but yeah. anyway, that's what we were referring to. Now, you, now you're now you in on the joke. It's great. <laughs> the joke is not a joke. <laughs> the joke is that I still don't understand it, even though I just explained it. But did you explain it? No. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Midnight Memo. <laughs> My name is Claire. And I need a moment. (laughs) (laughs) I need a minute to collect myself. (laughs) I didn't realize. Yeah, I think. I don't want to say it because I feel like usually when I say it, I end up jinxing it. But I'm feeling a little like debauchery, like delusional. Now we. Hopefully that feels this episode. I'm very serious. (laughs) She just. Just. (laughs) You. Oh, they can't see your hands. <laughs> just like she's like this. very serious, like gremlin claws. Like I, I don't know. Yes. What did I tell you about your nails earlier? That you were like really mad at me. Oh my god. <laughs> so she's like, Here are matches. oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, thank you so much, Siri. Siri, her phone was also in her crotch, so I'm pretty. <laughs> Siri thinks you're talking out your ass. I usually do. <laughs> But anyway, so today, um, when we were getting ready for the podcast, we were talking about how we want to do new photos for our cover photo. Like right now, it's a kind of like an animated graphic um, graphic that we had made, but we want to up our game a little bit and actually have a real photo of us. And so we have one of our friends, Aaliyah, who is going to take some pictures of us, and um, that's what we're going to use. But then Kristen was like, oh... So should I not take off my nails? Because I've I'm... had these fake nails on for like, I put them on before the last wedding, I, last, last wedding I went to, so almost two weeks ago, and I'm like, just, they keep, okay, they're like $5 from the drugstore, <laughs> well, like, so but I said. But they look expensive. But thank you. And so I just keep, they keep popping off, I just keep re-gluing it on, because I had a wedding two weeks ago now, and then I just had a wedding yesterday, so... I was like, I don't want to buy, my cheap ass did not want to buy new nails. I was like, I'll just use the same one for both occasions. But in between that time, they kept popping off and I just kept re-gluing them on like a gremlin. (laughs) And then now they're just like falling apart, looking a little crusty. So I'm like, okay, thank God I just had the wedding yesterday so I can take these off. And then I realized that we're taking pictures and I was like, should I take these? Oh, does that mean I can't take these off now? Because I don't want my... Don't want to show my nubs. And Claire just, like, I'm mostly just talking to myself because I'm crazy like that. And Claire just looks up and she goes, how dare you? Yeah, I felt personally attacked because if you can't see, also, we're on video right now. But, like, if you can't see, my nails are um, very nub-like, very skin-colored. 
they're not cute and now i'm like well dang it now i have to get my nails done oh, i wasn't thinking about it before oh, and now shucks. it's gonna be on the forefront of my mind you're welcome but also the the press on nails nowadays they're really cute they're very cute i mean these are well i don't want to show you guys mine because again they are crusty i just from... showed mine <laughs> i hand, showed them mine which hand looks better <laughs> which hand looks cuter <laughs> they're like mostly translucent Ish, it's kind of like the Hailey Bieber thing, but minus the chrome. And then we got the party glitter nail. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So that's my nails right now. But I'm so I'm really dumb because the press on nails. I didn't know. Like it didn't occur to me. Oh no. That if it doesn't fit your nail, just file it. I legit just threw the whole kit away. They also come in like packs of like at least 28 nails, so you have multiple sizes. I know, but like some of them just like for the thumb, it's either way too big or way too small. Cause like they were like, oh, you wanna line it up with the edge yeah. of your nail. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this one's way too big. Didn't think, I literally just didn't cross my mind that you could file it to the size you needed. I mean, I will give you the benefit of the doubt. I have only recently learned that, but that's because almost always almost always i can find a nail that fits maybe not perfectly but like really damn close and i'm like close enough but you threw the whole kid yeah i'm like i can't use it that's a different type of dumbass i know what did you say earlier i was humbled so smart we're stupid like i'm (laughs) really smart until i'm dumb yeah that that would be the moment yeah i also had two other moments this week what'd you do where I was filling up my Brita filter. As one does. As you do. And instead of like my um, my faucet is like one of those extendable ones where yeah. I can just like. It has a long neck boy. Yeah. Where, so I like put the Brita next to my sink and then use the faucet to like run the water into it. And. As opposed to. And instead of like when it was full, instead of turning off the water. No, stop. <laughs> I just Stop. took the whole thing and went, ah! <laughs> and then I got water all over my counter, and I'm like, okay. immediately afterwards, I was like, that's so stupid. I kind of just, that's a, not that. <laughs> there was a, we had um, dirty dishes in the sink. They were kind of stacked up, so like half the sink is filled. <clears> and <throat> the top dish was a bowl, and I had like stale water in my, um, uh, my Yeti that I usually, like, my emotional therapy water bottle that I have. I just realized now that it's the same color as my shirt. I would show oh, you, but I can't reach it right now. Matchy, matchy. Um, <laughs> not my favorite color. Anyways, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, it has stale water. Gonna dump it out and then get new water. And I just dumped it out. Happened to be right into the bowl. So all the water went in and right back out. <laughs> Yes, and it got like the back of the sink, the sides, and like luckily nothing went over the counter, like onto the floor. But the whole counter was wet, and I just like as soon as I did it, I saw all the water go out, and I was just like, (laughs) like we're here now. Yeah, exactly. And then I, I think I was like, "Welp" or something like that. And my partner was like, "What'd you do?" Oh, nothing. Yeah, I was like, "You don't need to worry about it." Yeah, just gonna. Go over there and cry a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to leave now. Bye. <laughs> I've just been humbled. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, honestly, if you want to be humbled, 
go to get a massage <laughs> go get a massage right and then it's the transition of when you're laying on your stomach to where you need to flip over and scoot down on the table yeah it's kind of embarrassing because all you do is you just have to wiggle like yeah because you're underneath the yeah because they're like blanket, holding but... the blank like yeah the covers over you so that they don't see you but then you just have to awkwardly like shimmy your way down the okay. board question for embarrassing. you embarrassing <laughs> very embarrassing i was also thinking about this earlier because you just got a massage yeah and i don't know if it's tmi you know when they say dress to your comfort mm-hmm. or undress to your comfort i guess or whatever yeah their words that they use what do you do um i what's remove the- everything except for my underwear okay that makes sense yeah that's what yeah that's what i do too Mm -hmm. but i was also it's it's the bra part where i'm always like should i leave it on but then i don't want that's where all my tension is you know (laughs) it's true it's always in my shoulders and then if they need to move your bra straps around it's like not as effective exactly so but yeah, when I was younger and like, I think the first massage I ever got, I like kept my bra on because I didn't know. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think the first ever massage I got was for um, Gavin and I for a couple's trip for our unbeknownst to us puppy moon that we because <laughs> we got Mocha two days after that trip and we didn't Aww. know. So our unintentional puppy moon that we had, that was the first time we got a massage. And I was like, when they told like it was at this really nice spa place whatever um in leavenworth and yeah they were like dress undress to your comfort and then she just left the room and i was like i don't know what that is <laughs> don't know i've never had to deal with this in my 24 Put years of on life. sweatshirt and sweatpants i know i was like what do i do I'm like i'm comfortable now i don't yeah. know yeah i was like what do i do yeah and I think, oh, we went in the winter, too. So I already had, like, three layers of clothes on. And I was like, so just take off the first layer? Or, like, what do you mean by this? <laughs> I am confused. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, I need an example, please. <laughs> well, actually, not, like, not a visual. I need an explained example. No visual. Yeah. No visuals, please. That is sexual harassment. Yeah. Thank you so much. But yeah. I wonder... You know, because you always hear those spas that, like, do that stuff. I yeah, wonder like how, happy ending ones. Yeah, like, I wonder how... And how do you know, like, uh, easy they are to publicize it? I don't know. Because I feel like if you do publicize it, then you could get in trouble for yeah, that. Yeah, I would also think that, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No sé. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, what were we going to talk about today, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, just kidding. Um, today, we were going to kind of talk about and touch on uh, imposter syndrome and confidence. Wait, I have to do my joke now oh. to explain our sign. Intro. Oh, also, because someone recently pointed... This is so chaotic. I'm so sorry, but I'm also not. This uh, is what you signed up for <laughs> when you decided when to you listen. decided to listen. But in addition to listening, because this was pointed out to me recently by a friend, we have started uploading spotify video podcast as well so if you are listening on spotify there is a video attached so be sure to check that out because some of the things we're doing like explaining our nails or whatever probably need visual context so if you're just listening to the audio and you're like what the fuck are these dumbasses doing it's probably because it's being referenced in the video so Mm. feel free to check that out yeah and if not have a great imagination i believe in you you can see the nails in your brain 
You can say yes, <laughs> Haley Bieber. I understand. Yeah. What did uh, she say? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, where was I going with that? We have a sign. We have a sign. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a joke pun. It has a so on it. because we wanted to talk about imposter syndromes. The first thing that came to my mind was, of course, the iconic dad joke of what do you call a fake noodle? What? An impasta. And our sign says, gasp, impasta. As I was putting the sign together, I was like, do you realize that the way that you say the joke and the way you would have to spell it out? It literally, if I take away this little hyphen in between, again, I'm sorry to the people who aren't watching the video right now. This will eventually be on YouTube, I promise. So you could also come and see it there. It says, I'm pasta. So I was just laughing as I put this together. I was just like, hee hee, I'm yeah. pasta. And then Claire was like, should we be eating pasta while we do this? After we literally just had dinner. Yeah. We had Mexican food. We had Mexican food. Thanks, bye. Thanks to Claire's partner who I kicked out so that way we could record this <laughs> and then ate his food that he left for Claire. It was great. It was really good. Good job. You're coming along. Cooking skills coming along, my guy. Good job. We love it. We love it. Yes. But. Anyways. Anywho. um, Imposter syndrome. I I was thinking about this a lot this week. Yeah. Um, I think it just has to do with events that are coming up um, with work and like yearly reviews and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And so it's been very prevalent um, on my mind, but I also feel like oh, all the time anyone has it. Yeah, everyone has it all the time. So why not just like dive a little bit deeper into it? Because I know too that we referenced. I think we referenced imposter syndrome in early episodes of this podcast. Um, something vaguely to that. Something. Yeah, we probably skimmed very lightly over it. Yeah. Um, like when we were talking about when is too much too much or adulting is hard, mm-hmm. um, things like that. But now, because it's kind of come up again, yeah. as many things do in life, um, why not talk about it more? Kind of dig deeper. So, yeah. We were referencing a lot of Disney songs before this, too. Yeah. That's um, just where we're at tonight. <laughs> that's just what is happening tonight. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. I have a little picture on my phone. I know. I'm so sorry. My computer, of course. We had our notes pulled up on my computer. And of course, as we started digging into the topic, my computer decided to lock itself. And I have little alarms and I cannot reach them (laughs) from behind the microphone. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you seen that one video where, again, sorry, guys, if you guys should just watch the video because this is a not so shameless plug to the videos at this point yes if you're on spotify you can watch them and then hopefully they will be online at a later date um but yeah guys have you ever looked at yourself in the camera leaned back and put your arms back it makes you look like you have little arms you're just like (laughs) you know anyway Uh, <laughs> weren't convinced to watch this video before. I think you need to just to see Claire do whatever the fuck. <laughs> it's interpretive dance. She's a dancer. She's a dancer. <laughs> She's a dancer, darling. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it, imposter syndrome. I think that. I mean, most of the time, whenever it's brought up, like mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. 
it usually has to do with work yeah and like or wherever you're employed or if you're not employed um school you know like stuff like that and do they talk about it a lot in your work because i feel like when i first joined my company they talked about it so much like we had so many i don't know if it's trainings but i guess trainings kind of like tech talks um Mm -hmm. whatever i mean i was also in a really special program where it was integrated like almost like classes and lessons along with onboarding and learning the job before we actually started our job so mine might also be biased to like that developmental track that i was on um but we had so many talks about that i feel like for the first two months of my job that was all they talked about is like oh yeah don't like don't worry imposter syndrome's real you're doing fine da, 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 da. which was very encouraging but at the same time i f- i did feel it a little bit then but i don't think i realized it because i was so like ever yeah, yeah like everything's happening and i was just like okay yeah sure well that's great you guys have this culture of being open and honest with and recognizing imposter syndrome but i was like i don't even know what you're talking about yet because i'm like what's going on? like just so many things were happening i feel like i didn't have time to process or and i was mostly just learning at that point it didn't feel like imposter syndrome yet because i wasn't quite working like the time that the talks were happening and applying it to like my actual work weren't lining up mm-hmm. so it was that but do they talk about it a lot at your work um we have like similar like kts's we call them like knowledge transfer sessions okay where we'll have speakers come in and kind of talk about it yeah um and i think it's the ones we have are like once a year so it's kind of like if you want a refresher or you weren't feeling it before now Mm -hmm. you are kind of go back to it Mm -hmm. um luckily i don't think it's been like completely shoved down our throats but like we um we do have enough like resources to where like if you're feeling it then you can go talk about it with someone that's good yeah and we do um kind of foster an environment where you should really really feel open to talk about it to anyone like our cas or our career advisors or our coaches Mm -hmm. or like coworkers and stuff like that yeah so that's been really nice yeah (laughs) yeah but um i guess also if you guys don't know what imposter syndrome means it usually means that you don't think the work that you're contributing is good enough mm-hmm. or you should be um, acting at a higher level than you are um, the work that you're doing is uh, not of a certain standard or value when most of the time that's completely untrue that's the work definition too i think it can be generalized to just being feeling like you don't believe well, that's actually a loose term. Again, I'm off the cuff right now, but like feeling like you don't belong when you do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it could be any group that you are a part of technically or classified as, but you feel like, oh, I don't belong here. I'm not worthy to be identified in this group for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a mental blocker, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Being a woman in tech, which now I'm going to pivot I feel like sometimes I wasn't taken nearly as seriously in the room. And I oh, think yeah, that definitely that fuels my imposter syndrome too of like like being the only person working on that team, being my project team of one, mm-hmm. like I would not run the meetings, but it's basically myself and then 
if I can get my TPM in on that meeting. He was in that meeting, but yeah. because he has all those other... Trying to work around his basically blocked out schedule, sometimes I would have to run the meetings and these people... I'd have to coordinate things with people who are way higher up in, than me. So that's already an imposter syndrome because I'm trying to ask questions to people who are like four or five levels above me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. They'll ask me something. They're like, what about this thing? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a lowly whatever level. Like what? Yeah. Like being women in tech, I feel like it's already built in mm-hmm. that like, you're at a different level and it's lower than your male counterparts mm-hmm. and your male counterparts a lot of the time will also feed into that yeah whether they're like i remember in college one time uh there was like a coding homework problem okay. and like i asked someone who was sitting next to me and like this wasn't even in class it wasn't part of a test it was just like i have a question like how did you get past this one step okay and he Instead of being like, oh, well, like, think of it like this. He he literally went way back to the basics. It's like, do you understand what A is? Do you understand? Do you want me to show you how to do this part? Yeah. And I'm like, no. That's not what I'm asking here. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's really hard to come in, like, on top of that, to being, like, a woman of color, I think, as well you're going into this like white dominated at least our school mm-hmm. very white male dominated school yeah trying in a white male dominated field trying to make your mark and like show improve yourself in a way that like i'm also intelligent yeah. i can do everything you can in heels thank you so much <laughs> um and bleeding five days a week like what do you want from me right and then they just make you feel like you don't belong there yeah and it's just so frustrating like they already view that's the worst part is like when you talk to someone else like a coworker, what would be a peer whatever someone else in that group and then they respond to you in a way that already makes you you already feel like you don't belong like you said and then when they talk to you and you can hear it in their voice that like they also don't believe you belong there that just uh, it's like a kick in the balls man like for <laughs> like you already feel like an imposter and then they feel that like self-doubt in you mm-hmm. by the way they treat you or respond to you or whatever and then you just now you're in the rabbit hole all by your lonesome like oh, I don't belong here, blah, blah, blah. It just starts this whole, like, negative feedback loop. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a loop where it's, like, at least from my point of view, it's, like, you start somewhere, you feel like you're out of place, so you really try to hustle, improve yourself to slowly start gaining confidence. And then it just takes, like, that one person to be, like, no. Yeah. To and suddenly kind of you're like, in square one again. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's like so ingrained, I think, now in society and like work and like even outside of work, like you had mentioned earlier, imposter syndrome is very prevalent, I think. Like it I think a lot of the times it is talked about in a workplace context. Yeah. But outside of work too like if you're say moving to a whole new city and like yeah. you're trying to make friends and fit in and all of that stuff 
and like you just feel a little bit out of place yeah and it's like really weird to try to get used to that mm-hmm. yeah i would even think i don't know why when you were talking just now i was thinking about social media imposter syndrome mm. of like you see your friends your peers and i don't know if this is necessarily the same thing because again we mostly hear it in a workplace setting mm-hmm. but at least like for me sometimes I don't know if this is a different type of syndrome in general, but I think definitionally it might fall in imposter syndrome. Like you see what everyone else is doing. Everyone's putting their highlights on social media, whatever. And sometimes if you're not in a good headspace day, or at least for myself, and like I see my other people who I follow, either my actual friends, my peers, or like just people of the same age as me, which already is a bad idea of like, (laughs) or people who are younger than you. That's even worse. Like, younger... The bad thing is, like, when I follow, like, younger celebrities, because then I, like, see what they're doing, and I'm like, God, I wasn't there at 18, 19, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I... I'm not even there now. Why am I not doing that? Like, I should be doing this much more or whatever. I don't know if that's necessarily the same thing as imposter syndrome. We might be diving into something completely different there. But, like, at least specifically, like, with friends and, like, people you know and you follow, and you see what they're doing at... 25 24 and maybe this is part of the quarter life crisis actually true what if this podcast is our quarter life my quarter life crisis Mm. actually that tracks wow you found your quarter life crisis anyway sorry (laughs) continue Yeah, we start we started talking about this like right after I turned twenty four, so not quite. Mm-hmm. I was a year early. I don't know, guys. Kind of like I was with the rest. <laughs> Stop! It's gonna be my midlife crisis. I'm gonna punch her. It's gonna be your midlife crisis because you keep saying that, and I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> I'm manifesting. Stop! Okay, sorry. Continue. Too dark. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying now. Fuck. Um, it was like social media, following younger people. Oh, yeah. I think it's like it just leads to a quarter life crisis of like, oh, my friends are doing this thing. Oh, I should be living it up when I'm in my. Tw-. It's a back and forth thing too. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, you see your friends, like, and I think this now I'm, I'm thinking about it, and I just know the premise of this movie. The Life Both Ways, Love Both Ways, the one with Lily Reinhardt. And I think that's what it's about, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. I might totally be lying about this movie, too, because I obviously Cut it. haven't watched it. But I believe from what I saw on like little snippets and trailers, it's about this woman who finds out that she's pregnant. Or there's, it's like a split reality multiverse thing. Ooh, back to, throw back to the multiverse uh, theory episode mm-hmm. of she... There's a moment where she has a pregnancy scare, and then this is where it splits off, where the test is positive and the test is negative, mm. and it shows the two different lives she has, like, I guess, like, as a as a mom, mm-hmm. you know, that becomes her life, or going on unfazed of being a mom with the test being negative, and then I think pursuing, a, like, being more of a career woman, mm-hmm. and that's basically the premise of the movie. So I think... That's a quarter life. Now that I think about it, I feel like that's our eight. Like, oh, that's what people your age are doing now. It's either it's that split. It's becoming more definitive, and I think the pendulum is swinging so far in each direction. Where I'll have friends who are like just living it up, you know, whatever that means for them. And I'm like, dang, I'm not 
living enough of my 20s. I don't even know what that necessarily、yeah. means. Or I'll see friends who are getting like settled. Like I just said, I went to two weddings in the last 10 days. Like getting married, settling down, like starting a. Building a home life.、Mm-hmm. Not to say that the other isn't right, but like securing a home life, I guess. I don't know a better way yeah, to say that. Kind of stepping into that next phase. Yeah.、Um, yeah. And I think, like, honestly, I do still feel like what you're saying falls, can fall into the category of imposter syndrome because I think that、yeah. comparison and imposter syndrome go hand in hand. Yeah. Like, We wouldn't feel like imposters if we didn't have an idea of comparison. That's true. To hold ourselves、um, up to, like、yeah. a standard, like、um, at work or like at dance, you、yeah. know?、Um, when you're at like your own level, everyone learns at a different pace、mm-hmm. and things like that. People have been dancing for way longer than others, and there are people who train on teams in LA. And so it's like, if I were to compare myself, To, if you guys know who, like Casey Rice, Sean Liu, who are like 21, but they're amazing, amazing LA dancers. If I compare myself to them, obviously I don't feel like I belong. Yeah. You know? But like, I think, yeah, comparison just feeds into that imposter syndrome、yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. And, like, to be honest, yeah, like dance for me is another area where imposter syndrome is so strong. Like, I can feel so confident one day. Yeah. And then the next day, if there's just a routine that's not sticking in my brain and I just feel stupid and I can't get the steps and, like,、mm-hmm. everyone around me is doing so great, I'm like, maybe I'm not at this level. Maybe I、yeah. thought I was, but I'm not. Yeah. And then it's like having to. Talk myself out of that rut of, okay, maybe today is not the day, but tomorrow is.、Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, it's always, yeah, it's that inner fight、yeah. that you have with yourself. You're like, get your shit together. You're not there yet.、Mm-hmm. Oh, everyone goes at their own pace, but you're not there yet. But I can be. Like, it's、mm-hmm. just like the back and forth that can be like so fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And, like you said about dance, I remember when I started going to dance with you, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, I, it was my first time trying hip hop when we started going to classes together. And I was、mm. like, this is the type of dance I do. Like, I sh- it's something I always wanted to try. That's what, and you like pushed me to like finally go take the classes.、Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm going to these classes. Just come with me. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, I've always wanted to do this. Yeah, let's go. And the first class was the roughest thing in the world. Just because I was like, this isn't my type of dance. I don't know what I'm doing. Now I'm, I'm like watching myself. I like stuck myself all the way in the back of the room because I was like, God forbid, I do not want anyone looking at me. I don't want to have anyone behind me with their eyes on me. I don't want to see myself in the, be at the front of the class where、mm. I, I can see myself in the mirror. Like, absolutely not. I'm staying in this back corner, like, not moving. And then we switch lines. So eventually you are forced to like, Literally confront yourself, like see yourself in the mirror when you're in the front row, and like pick, and then you have to pick apart your, like, oh, I hated, I, and still now, I hate looking at myself in the mirror when we're doing dances because I will get distracted as I'm doing the routine. If I'm in the back and I don't see anyone, I can be in my own world and I can like remember the routine, I guess. But as soon as I'm at the front and I can see myself, I have the worst issue of like, Picking myself apart as I'm doing the 
dance and I don't know if that's an intention of why we dance with the mirrors there or not but I'm like watching myself and I'm like oh god you look weird like that doesn't look like how the instructor for that lesson is like Mm -hmm. is doing it oh that's not like your body got stuck on that roll like what like it's not correct as I'm doing it and then I'm like I fall behind in the routine because I'm just picking myself apart as I'm like every move that I'm doing Mm -hmm. or even worse I'll look at someone else in the mirror and then I'll be like oh my god look like they look so great at that or they're doing it correctly and I was like oh that's how that's supposed to look and Mm -hmm. then I forget what I'm doing and then I'm just standing there and I'm like oh shit like (laughs) you gotta keep up again yeah and I don't is that the intention do you know why we look at the mirrors um for dance it's usually just to yeah like look at yourself and see how you're moving in the mirror however it's not there intentionally to compare yourself to other people yeah it's mostly just focus on yourself and like a lot of the times that's why you'll see some people who want to learn the moves they'll turn away from the mirror too to make sure that they have the moves before they focus too much on like how the moves look yeah or like how they dougie compared to the person next to them who's dugging because like you add your own swagger to it so it's obviously it's not gonna look exactly the same right right but yeah it's i think honestly dance has in the last year has pushed me to become more confident Mm -hmm. in myself which is like I guess if we're speaking in terms of imposter syndrome it's kind of like pulling yourself out of that okay so like going from doubting that I'm even like supposed to be at the level of the dancers around me Mm -hmm. to where now I'm trying not to compare myself as much to them and say like um, I one instructor came to a class the other day. Which side note: If you're in Seattle and you want to start hip hop dancing, <laughs> Empire Dance is a great studio um, yes. that just started by one of our friends, Tati. Um, there's also it's the tail end of August, so there are a few more summer workshops out there yeah. through like Amped Seattle and Empire. Um, but yeah if you want to dance shameless plug shameless plug (laughs) you know um but there's an instructor that came to one of the workshops and he was basically saying like the only person who puts pressure to learn the routine is you the only person who gives a time limit to learn the routine is you like not true classes are an hour long not true it doesn't mean you can't still practice after class is over Mm. so say you don't get the routine in the hour yeah but mentally you only give yourself an hour and you say if i don't get in an hour i don't get it yeah but who's to say like you can't get it the next morning who's to say that you can't Mm -hmm. um continue and so it's like building up that confidence um i think and i also recently went to a dance convention which was in l.a where I was... How was that? It was really insane. Like, it was intense because there were so many talented dancers. Right. And I'm like, obviously, we're in LA. Like, the dancers are going to be top-notch, and they were. Right. And so it was super overwhelming, like, being surrounded by all the all the talent in mm-hmm. the room and knowing that I'm not at that level mm-hmm. and, like, trying to pick myself up and say, keep going. Yeah. Even though... I can't do the flips that these 
kids are doing. Yeah. I can't do 10 different pirouette turns, yeah. you know, like I think after the whole weekend, I learned two things. It's that I'm, I'm capable of doing a lot more than I give myself credit for. Nice. And I am doing things that are scaring me, which is going to push me to grow. Yeah. So like we had a mock audition and I was like, I am not doing that. Like I'm here to yeah. vibe. Like I don't want that pressure. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously you did it. Yeah. And like the reason I ended up doing it was because I'm like, I'm so terrified by this mm-hmm. that I'm going to do it because you'd never I grow. I that you never grow if you only stay within your comfort zone. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, if I want to be a better dancer, if I want to kind of get out of this, imposter syndrome of I'm not good enough to be dancing next to these people yeah I have to kind of act as if you know what I mean yeah fake it till you make it yeah yeah so which I think a lot of people do Mm -hmm. I think that's basically the whole not problem I think that's the inverse of imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. like you don't feel like you belong so you have to fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. even though you might belong and you're actually Faking it is actually just you doing the literal things that you need to do or should be doing, whatever it is, to like fit into that group. Mm-hmm. I think those things go hand in hand. Now yeah. That I think about it. Yeah. And what's funny about like circling all the way back, what's funny about imposter syndrome is that, again, you're probably comparing yourself to someone that you hold as the standard, the golden standard yeah. of what you should be doing at work what you should be doing at dance what you should be doing socially mm-hmm. um what where you should be in your life yeah. you know like things like that you have this golden standard but then you in the moment don't realize that the person you hold at that standard they're doing that to someone else yeah okay. you know what i yeah, mean yeah like they might be your golden standard like oh she's 25 has a house and a dog and mm-hmm. like um has a great job whatever mm-hmm. but then her maybe she's like oh like this person has like mm-hmm. um a kid and has a multiple uh real yeah. estate thing. yeah and so it's like um which again turns feeds into that huge cycle of like yeah i'm not at their level i don't belong at this it's level that comparison game that we're talking yeah. about yeah and so um but if you just you don't realize it in the moment that like other people are just faking it till they make it. Yeah. And then you're just like, is that how it's supposed to be? Is that where I'm supposed to be at? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, everyone has their own journey. No one yeah. said that you need to be married by 25 unless you're holding yourself to that timeline. Yeah. Then, but no one else is holding you to that standard, which I, I think a lot of the time we forget mm-hmm. when we're in that cycle yeah comparison imposter syndrome uh lack of confidence and things like that yeah that's very true Mm. which by the way i know i mentioned this to you earlier if we picture this you're in the workplace right and then um i'm trying to see where this is going (laughs) (laughs) all of the guys or like male counterparts they have all this unearned confidence i actually not unearned yeah they just have this confidence naturally yeah 
and it seems natural. It seems natural. And I'm, I was thinking about that when we were just saying fake it till you make it. I'm like, is that just somehow either through social upbringing or male genes? That's the only things I can relate it to. They have a stronger. I think I. I truthfully think it also is in general social upbringing where they have a stronger and a male can prove me wrong on this but from what i can tell and what i believe and what i've observed they have a stronger mental inner dialogue Mm -hmm. that feeds into the confidence so there is less self-doubt and that's where Mm -hmm. we view it as confidence one they might be doing the fake it till you make it because i have had other peers and like co-workers like and now i'm actually no you go back to your topic and then i'll say what i'm doing you because <laughs> it's because what i was gonna say is something that we had already talked about earlier but people don't have this context so erase what i'm so chaotic right now just go <laughs> okay we'll cut we'll cut this far um yeah so i was thinking about within the workplace a lot of the times like i was talking with one of my co-workers right. and we were talking about um, how women versus men act and how men have all this confidence mm-hmm. that's just like oozing out of them even though again we've worked with them and we're like you're not as like great as you think you are mm-hmm. but like they have this confidence and like for women we are always trying to prove ourselves a little more and again yeah. it's just kind of built into our society at this point Yeah, but we were talking about like why aren't women more confident in like work situations say you're leading a meeting and stuff and it's because men aren't questioned as much as women are yeah like if men say like we're going with solution a because a b and c um then people are like oh yes yeah oh yeah Yeah. it's very good well that's like oh sorry that's like for those meetings that i was talking about where i would have to run it like even if well not run it but like it would it has to be my team mm-hmm. which would basically just be me and my project manager mm-hmm. and i would literally try so hard to just get him there not only because i wanted someone there to, i wanted him one to keep me reliable and truthful to make sure that i'm not giving Making, out yeah, yeah giving out false information or anything like that but i noticed that him just being there as a presence in those meetings significantly decrease the amount of questions that i would get like i would tell these people in this meeting like okay i need your input on this this and this i need this from you because we're we're doing this like we're doing a we're doing it this way um this is what i need from you give me my answers what do we need Mm -hmm. but and him just being there would trigger or it seemed to trigger like okay so we're doing this give me like they would answer me back but in the times where he wasn't there in the meetings i would get questioned i would be like okay but why are we doing it that way what is it and it got to the point where i got so frustrated i literally made like a whole google sheet of like faqs of like here's what we're we're doing it because of this here's another doc here's another like Mm -hmm. here's all the frequently asked questions here's all the links to all the things i know you're gonna ask me to support why we've made these we have made these decisions Mm -hmm. and I just would have to it was always like the first thing they would come like I would explain my spiel and be like okay we're doing this and they're like okay but why and I would just send them the link and I'm like here's all the info that you're gonna ask me already Mm -hmm. 
because they would, like you said, it's just a lot of questions. And I, in some ways I do get it. Like, yeah, we want to make sure we're doing the right thing. I get the questions, but I did notice significantly him just being there seemed to give me a supportive authority Mm -hmm. of just like, oh, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's it's very prevalent when, you know, women, at least from my point of view, my experience, whenever women are leading the meetings, there are so many more questions, so many more pushbacks. And I think it's, I don't know why, it it feels like they think that they can steamroll us more Mm -hmm. than a male counterpart. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and it's like every single time a woman gets questioned so much, like kind of berated, like a few questions here and there, again, fine, whatever. But when you're continuously berated with all of these questions, it chips away at your confidence. And so I think that's why a lot of, women are struggle with confidence more than men do Mm -hmm. because for some reason men in society they're just like oh what's up sport what's up champ like whatever like you're killing it boss like whatever and then women they're just like i don't even know like we don't we don't have the same uh i guess support or um yeah yeah feedback Mm -hmm. i guess and so it's like the the guys will just keep getting re uh what is it positive feedback yeah reassured of themselves Mm -hmm. whereas women don't get that Mm -hmm. and so it's just like the vast difference (laughs) in confidence levels that you'll see and um i think there was like a study done to where if you keep acting confident and acting acting as if yeah then eventually you'll believe that like it was similar to what you were saying before yeah like and so i think a lot of guys do that where they're just like i'm the best ever and so then they believe it they eventually believe it and i think that women need to start doing that more too for sure we need to be more aggressive with our own inner dialogue i think Mm -hmm. to just support yourselves yeah support each other support Mm -hmm. other women women support women yeah that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like going back to your thing about like having this, having confidence and just being able to go get it. There was this stat that I saw at some point, but I'm not, gosh, now I'm not going to be able to quote it correctly. But basically like when it comes to, you have a job application, right? And then it tells you, okay, we're looking for these qualifications. Women will not apply to a job posting if they don't meet a hundred statistically more often than not women will not apply for the job if they do not meet a hundred percent of the requirements right Mm -hmm. but then for men they will statistically proven for whatever uh reasons if they meet at least a certain majority i think 60 was the rough percentage of the requirements they'll just apply it anyways and it's one of those like just shoot your shot blind confidence i don't know what it is like Mm -hmm overall confidence faking it so you make it mani- their version of manifesting i don't know what it is but they will yeah. believe they're like i can get this i deserve this job apply for it anyways women will just pull themselves out of the narrative because they feel like they don't belong i don't meet all these requirements so i don't mm-hmm. deserve this job i don't i can't get this job whatever it is yeah honestly i think it's ingrained from in us from like a really young age no 100 percent 
Yeah, like even, I mean, I guess like what I was saying before, um, the adjectives that are used to describe women versus men, like if women can be aggressive, mm, but okay. guys will be assertive. Right. Like women are bossy, but like guys are just like managerial, have yeah. like CEO potential. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get what where the disconnect is. Because they feminize us. They expect us to be just soft, gentle, like yeah. submissive to the patriarchy. And anytime we push against that, it's automatically met with a negative response and outlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's just crazy. And like the women who are now getting more aggressive with like their feminist outlooks mm-hmm. in that uh in that way they're like oh this is misandry and like all this stuff i'm like there's literally no way it's not possible to have misandry in a patriarchal society yeah sorry do you want to explain what misandry is <laughs> it's to like, those who don't know what it is it's opposite of misogyny yeah so um misogynistic thinking um, is basically the society we live in, patriarchal, men dominant. Um, yeah. uh, misogynistic men have this kind of hatred or prejudice against women. Mm-hmm. They expect them to act a certain way, um, be more demure, things like that. Yeah. And so misandry is basically the opposite of that, where women are holding men to uh, specific standards or... Um, pretending acting like they're of lower status to Mm -hmm. women in comparison so like women are better than men Mm -hmm. and it's like not it's the same thing when we're asking for equal rights and equal pay it's like oh this is horrendous it's like no we're just trying to be equals yeah we're not trying to be better we're not not trying trying to take anything away from you we're just trying to catch up (laughs) yeah and the fact that you're getting very offended by it means it applies to you. Yeah. So, but that could be a whole nother episode, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I did read somewhere, so cut back in. Um, I read somewhere too that imposter syndrome actually affects people of like that hold themselves how do i say this correctly it affects people who have already had higher achievements than average so like if you were say in high school in the special program i was gonna say is this like a gifted and talented thing Mm -hmm. okay it's more prevalent in those people than it is of people who are just like in the regular math classes or whatever. I do totally believe that. Yeah. And so I it's like uh being your own tiger mom. <laughs> I what? I was you know like when uh in high school people would say, Oh, I have a tiger mom. No. You don't know? No. You don't know what a tiger mom is? <gasps> no, what's that? Listen, I'm Asian so I can say this. Um <laughs> tiger moms are basically um, at least where I came from in California, um, Asian parents who hold their kids to like a perfect standard. So they have to get 4.0s. They have to be the best in everything. Okay. Um, 
they have to be part of every single club they have to yeah. be the president of the debate like whatever right. like they have to be the best in everything um so that's what a tiger parent is a tiger mom okay tiger so a tiger mom, mom is the parent holding that standard though yeah okay got you got you got you and then the child is just like drowning <laughs> yeah essentially but imposter syndrome is just like being your own tiger parent okay yeah 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 no that totally that makes sense that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. i yeah i think the reason maybe that's the psychology of like why it's why it is the way that it is i think the whole reason or the where the lo- where logic get- god damn i can't talk this is the beauty of editing trying though. again i think the where i see validity in that stat is when you are performing higher like and i think we've talked about this in the school episode um mm-hmm. you know like when you were in the gifted and talented programs like everyone was telling you oh you're Maybe it's the downside of that. I don't know. But like people are telling you, oh, you're you're gifted and talented. You're like performing at this. You're you're smarter than a normal third grader. You're like all these great things. And now you're thinking, okay, so I can't. I am smarter than most third graders. So I have to prove I'm smarter than most third graders. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where I was going to go. It's kind of like. I'm smarter than most third graders until when you all of a sudden aren't. Yeah. Then you're like, oh shit, I've now ruined my reputation yeah. that everyone else sees me at this level and I'm, I like dipped here. Yeah. And so it's like, it starts the cycle of like. But is that imposter syndrome really? Because it's like, if you're having that conversation, it's not even an internal anymore. It's external because other people are telling you, oh, you're smarter. Well, hmm. I don't know. It feeds into your mental whatever yeah, anyway. That's true. Because, I don't know, you start to believe it. If enough people tell you, you believe it. Right. And then if you don't feel it, then it's like, well, they see me as this, but I'm not that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it becomes a self detrimental self-dialogue mm-hmm. that's okay yeah that makes sense dude yeah and at some point okay gifted and talent now we're going into school things i still don't understand the gifted and talented programs man like how is most of us in gifted and talented like what i don't know <laughs> anyways a whole different thing yeah but any other things on imposter syndrome feel like we touched on a lot of it yeah imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud it's it disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments many question whether they're deserving of accolades then they also have this imposter syndrome cycle where Mm. god these fonts are hard to read girl i'm getting old (laughs) (laughs) no i think you've just always been blind that's true (laughs) um a new project or task stage one stage two is anxiety procrastination or over preparation stage three project completion a brief relief and sense of accomplishment stage four rational rationalization um 
I was lucky. Somebody else would have done the better job. Yeah. Um, stage five, increased self-doubt, anxiety, feeling like a fraud. So that is the imposter syndrome cycle. Yeah. Which does make sense. I actually never realized that over-preparation could be part of imposter syndrome. Yeah. I was more focused on the, I think it was the fourth step you said, where it was uh, the brief sense of relief and then immediately after the regret of like, oh, this should, someone else deserves this more, someone else should get this. Mm-hmm. And that actually makes more sense of why when I first started my job, they talked about it so much and I didn't put it together till right now that yeah, that's why they were talking about it. It's like, okay, you've earned the job, you earned the job, you have the job mm-hmm. and be thankful for the opportunity but not to the point where it becomes detrimental Mm -hmm. and i think that's more what they were trying to push but because we were using the word imposter syndrome so much i was just like okay whatever like Mm -hmm. that yeah and i didn't recognize encompass that part yeah like by the name right yeah you don't think about it that way yeah so this all makes sense now about three years late but it makes sense. Oh my god, I'm about to make my three year anniversary this month. Ooh. Wild. Yeah. That's that going to start an, an identity crisis and an imposter syndrome in a little bit. We'll mm-hmm. get into that. Yeah. Again, it's a cycle, it's never ending. Going back to, well, going back to my three years, like it's, I think that's also why I have, I've been noticing the more I'm working at the company and I'm getting these pushbacks for my promotional cycles because of, in general um it starts feeding like you said that negative dialogue especially as i see people who started my program with me like moving up on the ladder i'm like okay well i'm it feeds that negative dialogue okay did i not deserve this opportunity because they're moving up on the ladder they're going up like they are they obviously belong here because they've even reached the next step and i'm still here on that first step mm-hmm. um despite being three years in and da, mm-hmm. da, da, da. and then i when i'm having a better mental health day i'll give myself the grace of okay but you've switched up like you've switched positions like four four times now mm-hmm. four five four four times that's not common to do mm-hmm. and it was part of it's because my program and other like almost even actually five technically five times anyways way more than most people do within three years Mm -hmm. and that lack of stability makes it hard for you to when i'm having a a bad imposter day i'll like compare myself to my friends coworkers, people who i started my program with and i see them um like moving up getting to the next step and i'm like yeah they do deserve this opportunity I remember them when we, we started the program together. Like, I, I've seen their work. I know how capable they are of people. And I, like you kind of said earlier, like, hold them to this gold golden standard. And then I'm like, well, I'm still kind of relatively at the same position, despite being three mm-hmm. years in now, almost. And that's, as I get closer and closer to that three year, I'm like, why aren't you moving? Like, why aren't you moving up, Kristen? Usually it's uh, the average to jump to the next position is like I think one and a half to four years is the Mm -hmm. average and it's like why haven't you done that yet but then when I'm having a better mental health day and a less imposter syndrome day I like I'm like okay look at a bigger picture there's so many more qualifiers 
you are worthy of it and there are other qualifiers that you're ignoring when I'm having those imposter syndromes. Like I've switched positions. I've switched teams completely, which basic, it's not starting over, but like in the eyes of the people who are trying to promote me, because mm. it's almost like starting over. They have my written profile of like all the things I've done, but they haven't seen the quality of my work. So it's kind of like a start over at least four or five times now. Mm. Um, I technically, this level that I'm trying to promote out of i technically didn't start it until a year in mm-hmm. because of the contract work that i had with the company beforehand so that first year like counts but it also doesn't because i wasn't put on that promotional cycle yet it was a meant to be a one year thing they weren't looking at me promotionally because it was supposed to be a one-year contract okay mm-hmm. so that doesn't count so now i'm only about to enter year two when the lowest is one and a half years. So it's like, mm. I'm not really off of the track. If you look at it that way, blah, blah, Like there's a lot of other qualifiers that make what I view on my bad imposter syndrome names. Like, wow, you're doing shady. Like, you're, mm. you know, you're not, you're not reaching, you're not comparing to other people. You're not doing it based on the stats and like where you're supposed to be on the ladder. You're not here where you should be. You're not performing, Kristen. And then, when I think about all these other existential factors that come into like where I've gotten to now and my position, I'm like, I'm not doing that bad. Like it, mm-hmm. it makes sense where I'm at. I'm doing okay. I'm doing the thing. I'm still going to have imposter syndromes, but like at least for that reason of like promotional things, like I'm still doing okay. Like just calm down. And I have to remind myself that so like I feel like every other day mm-hmm. and it's even harder when I have like those talks with my manager now which it's I'm so glad I have I've transferred to my team now um I'm really thankful that my manager is a woman because she also understands the struggle mm-hmm. and it's been such a I think with this new ma- not because she's a woman totally just independently I think the team culture has a more positive role of towards that promotional thing and i've explained my goals to her where she's like coming in with this uh okay how do we get you there type of mentality whereas before it was just like having those check-ins with your manager which i feel like were the gauge of can be a route for your imposter syndrome i think like how your manager views you if they're giving Mm. you like you said like a lot of positive feedback you're like okay i'm doing good i'm doing all right everything's good and if they're not giving you positive feedback or even a lot of feedback, then you're like, ah, shit. And then you start having that self-doubt. Mm-hmm. So, like, whereas before I've had managers who might have been a little, not hands-off, but, like, I wasn't getting, like, all the positive feedback that I might have needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now having a manager where she's like, okay, what do we, like, what do we need to do to get you to that next step? And having someone who's, like, driven in your career as well is like... Mm-hmm. It helps abate and negate the <laughs> negative feedback I hear myself. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I totally agree with that. Having someone in your corner who's also trying to fight for you yeah. is like a huge game changer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I think in our work, yeah, tech, male-dominated, again, it's just the imposter syndrome is already built in before you even get started. Yeah. And... Um, I mean, like, for example, I, I mean, I've recently 
you know, been feeling a lot of imposter syndrome at my job. Yeah. Similar to you, promotion cycles are in the works, are are in like the very near future in the next couple of months. Yeah. And um, I think it was, there's also the times that I feel it at work when you're working one-on-one with a person who's so high level yeah and so it's like sometimes you're putting your best foot forward saying like this is what i've done this is the presentation blah 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 this is the code and then they can just improve it in a second oh that's the worst and then you're like well fuck me then yeah like i just spent like hours doing this and you got it done in two seconds like why was I even here? Like, I feel like I wasted time and money and like, Mm -hmm. and so like getting down on yourself on that. Yeah. I feel like that happens to me so much. No, that's so true, dude. Yeah. Like, and there was one project I was on where it was all women. Hey, but like (laughs) it was in a area that I was not familiar with. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very technical in the sense of all my projects. I'm a coder. Yeah. And this one project, they're like, you're going to be, a business analyst and i was like who yeah huh yeah like what am i doing like you're basically gonna be like writing out all these like step-by-step guides and things like that and i'm not very eloquent (laughs) with my words with when typing i'm like you do this you said with typing i was gonna say she's not eloquent that's why she has a podcast (laughs) exactly um basically it's like we had to give them huge amounts of documents and like with very detailed steps and like it's supposed to sound nice and professional right. like and i'm like step one this step two that and like wasn't great and i knew it but i also didn't know how to make it better yeah like what what would be the like how would you improve this what yeah would be the alternative? and so yeah so i think that's kind of falls into that like step two of like trying to over preparate like over preparate is that a word <laughs> oh my god is that a word it's no, but like now you. <laughs> I don't think that's the word. I don't think so either. Over prepare. Yes. That's definitely the word you were trying to say for sure. We'll call Webster later. <laughs> over preparate. How would you define that, Claire? Over preparing. You're over preparing. Over preparate. Done deal. Nailed it. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. What um, else? That falls into the category of over-preparing and like trying You're gonna to... You're going to use over-preparate instead of over-prepare for the rest of your life. Now. I know. I know. It's going to be horrible. I'm going to say it whilst hosting a <laughs> meeting at work. I hope you do. And then someone expresses you. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have a question. You're wrong. <laughs> just be like, that isn't the question. question. Yes. <laughs> Answer me. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Anyways. I don't even know what I was saying. Overprepare. Eloquence. Overpreparing. Overpreparing. Um, Your documents. Yes. It falls into step two of overpreparing and then having, you know, that sync with the other girls on my team saying like okay like i need a quality assurance on this you know before we show it to our client before the demos right makes sense and then they're just like delete everything you had put this shit oh my in God, instead wait. do you do it in a doc too where like you can mm-hmm. see everyone oh dude yeah because you can see them editing them suggesting you can see them 
clear your whole line of literally my manager love her she's amazing very smart woman um <laughs> she would literally be like no. no and like just change the whole thing and then it's like it's kind of crushing you're like well and then it goes i feel like it skips over the third step and just goes straight into someone could have done that better yeah. and she just did yeah. and like it feels super super crappy for sure and i think that project out of everything was like i don't think i should be a consultant like i don't think i'm at the level that they expect me to be at Mm -hmm. obviously if Mm -hmm. none of the work that i'm putting forward or the work i am putting forward just isn't up to the standard isn't up to snuff and so i was like well, shit. So, like, coming out of that project, I was like, girl, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. But then going back into a project after that, that was very technical and very, like, hands-on coding. Yeah. Like, it helped me get some confidence back. And yeah. I was... You're back in your element. Yeah, back bit. in my yeah. element. And working with managers and technical leads who would, like, literally sit down and help me and say this is why we need to improve this part of the code and like Mm -hmm. sit down and do those code reviews and stuff rather than just being like nah (laughs) you know so yeah yeah it's it's a weird place to be in in the work environment because like you're supposed to be super confident you got the job you got Mm -hmm. you're deserving of the job but then you're just like was it just timing was i just here at the right time like if, negative feedback loop yeah again. like yeah exactly yeah you're like did it. and then it's like oh what was one of the things that they used to tell us is like pretty common for imposter oh did like you said did i was it timing did i get lucky mm-hmm. um and then there's this kind of feeling of like you fooled them like mm-hmm. oh like i tricked them into giving me the job like somehow somehow some way i've the wool over their eyes to give me the job and now i'm gonna be found out and i think that's where the fake noodle impasta (laughs) comes from because you're like i'm not who they think i am Mm -hmm. and it becomes you're just you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop almost of like them finding you out even though it's like when you're having a good mental health day you're like i am this like i'm a boss ass bitch i got this exactly you're like i am I am a coder. I am like a technical person. I am a software engineer. I am all these things. But when you're not having a good day, you're like, they're going to find out that I don't do these things. But of course you do. Of course you are that person because you've been doing the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely you are. But yeah. And like now too, going into our third years on the job. Right. I think that now when new people come in and like we're. (gasps) Oh we're God, now the advisor yeah. yeah we're supposed to be advisors for these new kids coming in and i'm like i still like and sometimes like my advisees will be working on technical things that i haven't touched in my three years at the company because no, i've been you know working on things that Over they've here. never touched yeah. yeah but it's like when they ask me and i'm like i don't know like Dude, i feel yeah. like so stupid like i've been here three years i should know yeah i've I've been here three years. I and I still need to ask these questions. Like yeah. I feel, I feel embarrassed to ask these questions because I feel I like I should know. Don't even. So there's, yeah, there was this email going around recently for uh, signing up to be a mentor for the program that I was in, mm-hmm. and one of the um, 
they have like different roles, different ways you can help out, right?、Mm-hmm. And one of them was,、uh, yeah, to be like a code reviewer. That's not important here. But I was like, oh, I could do that. It's like a low, it was a low commitment, a couple hours a week. Sure,、mm-hmm. like I, I can do that to give back. I can do that. And then immediately after I had the thought of like, oh, I should apply for that, I was like, girl, can you? Because、yeah. I was on the project that I was doing, like, literally happened to be that day. Coding was rough, like, things weren't hitting the way they normally do, and I started to doubt myself. So then thinking, oh God, I can't even do it for myself, let alone am I going to be in charge of someone else needing、mm-hmm. to do it to not only guide how they do their code and like, The review process that's going to happen there. I'm going to be in charge of giving them the green light to like apply their code、yes. into the system. And I don't want that responsibility because I'm not even sure of myself, let alone. Yeah, like what if I fuck everything up?、Exactly. What if everything breaks? Yeah. And it's going to be on me. And like,、mm-hmm. yeah. Like the- I'm already scared when I'm applying the code, but at least I know, okay, other people are reviewing my code and they, they know what they're doing. They're They have all the knowledge to check to make sure that I don't totally fuck up.、Mm-hmm. But now, if I'm gonna be the one who's giving the green light to people, I'm like, no, 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 I can't do that. I. No. <laughs> yeah. But meanwhile, they're probably like, oh, but I, like, I'm feeling this away. But Kristen、mm-hmm. is gonna be like the sanity check of like,、yeah. okay, it looks good. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like everyone has imposter syndrome. And there's, there's such a lack of communication、yeah. between each other, which I think also feeds into the imposter syndrome. No, it absolutely does. Yeah, because like if we were coworkers, right?、Mm-hmm. And I was like, not feeling too confident about this, but I was like, I don't like, not gonna communicate that I don't、yeah. feel confident about it because if I do, then it's gonna, I feel like it would make me look bad. And it's like, it feels like you're exposing yourself. You're、yeah. like, I'm. I'm exposing that I'm the imposter if I tell you that I'm feeling this way. Yeah. Like I'm telling you that I'm not who I say I am. So that I think that's why we don't talk about it. Yeah. Is we, because we don't want to be found out. We can't even talk about it because then we are, we're doing all the work for them. They don't need to find out because we're telling them that、mm-hmm. we're this way. Yeah. And it's, it's so stupid now that like we're saying all this out loud and it's like a similar concept for the social media thing. Yeah. Where it's like, Only show the highlights, never show the lowlights. Yeah. I, my life is absolutely perfect. No, it's not. No. Everything is fake. Yeah. And like, even, I think, I mean, we're being kind of vulnerable in here, but like, even this is like, we're set up in a,、yeah. a way to talk about this stuff.、Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I don't know, it's just like, everything is yeah, even though not we try to as make it, it appears. Yeah, even though we try to make it like intimate and a A thing, and this is how we do have conversations. Like, it's definitely different how we have conversations here on this podcast versus like 10 minutes ago when we started prepping for this talk and like having this conversation、mm-hmm. while you and I were eating dinner, like five feet that way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally. It's still, it's different. Even though we might be saying literally the same things, it's still a little different. It's in a different light、yeah. and context. Yeah. We now have a camera, we have mics, we. Aren't stuffing our face with chicken and rice. Like, it's not. <laughs> it was good. That was we'll, good. T- we'll tell you, bud, that was good. Yeah. <laughs>、um, yeah. And so it's, I think it's just remembering that we have to give ourselves grace and that everyone else is also feeling or can feel what you're feeling in、yeah. the moment. So if 
you're so like involved with yourself too like when Mm -hmm. you're in the imposter syndrome you're looking at other people but like you said before like just for a standard you're not thinking that they could also possibly be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and also have the same doubts yeah and that's what's tough yeah it's very like you don't look past yourself mm-hmm. you're in your own little bubble your own little world yeah. and it's like you have to remember to like pop the bubble yeah everything will be fine yeah so yeah craziness <laughs> i'm just i'm my brain shouldn't wrap around all the things we've talked about and if we yeah. hit everything on the head I think so we've talked about imposter syndrome we've talked about confidence where to get it act as if mm-hmm. um or where you pretend you have it yeah pretend you have it and eventually your brain will register at that as true confidence supposedly so i've been told yeah so <laughs> science says um the math maths yeah comparison can be very painful so getting out of that how comparison and imposter syndrome are basically best friends Mm -hmm. they like to hang out together so yeah but i guess like takeaways is don't be too hard on yourself remember when you are feeling imposter syndrome other people are feeling it too yeah try to remember to look past yourself and give yourself grace um know that you are deserving of whatever place yeah you are in right now uh thank you so much for listening to the midnight memo (laughs) um hope you enjoyed it hope you found some sanctuary and confidence in yourself yeah by understand i mean understanding that other people also go through i hope it was soothing just hearing other people talk about their imposter syndromes yeah and if all of us are imposters yeah then are we really imposters yes well never mind i'm thinking of that grammatically because it's like oh if all of us are people are we all people like if you just change it to a different noun where's that adjective Fuck, I didn't do English. Anyways, not the point. A, per- a people is a person, place, or thing. Yeah. It? No, I meant imposter. Like, is that? Oh. I guess imposter, you're... It's a thing. A person. Right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is not an English lesson. Anyway, scratch all of that out. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening to the Midnight Memo. I hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah. If you did, please support and follow us Mm -hmm. on all of our social medias that will be on the screen or in the description box below. Um, Yeah, it was really... On the screen if you are watching us currently as it is on Spotify video podcast. Yes. Which, again, we highly suggest you do (laughs) because then you actually get to see our reactions and... It'll align more, I guess, to the audio. Yeah. For certain parts. But so we've been told. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, if you have any questions for us, reach out to us at the midnight memo at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify. Leave us a review. That would really help us see what. Um, yeah. Only if it's positive, though, because we're sensitive. We're sensitive. <laughs> we have imposter syndrome. Don't be yeah. mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else, but yeah, I think that's it. 
Thanks again so much for listening to this episode, and we can't wait to bring you another episode next week on Tuesday. Bye. <laughs> Bye.